He said, if you look after it, it will look after you. G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice podcast with your host, Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it, or just love it, this podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the farm's advice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Advice and let's get into this episode. Back in 1923, good horses were the main source of horsepower across farms. But a year that marked remarkable change in farm power with the introduction of the iconic farm all, an all-purpose tractor which would help revolutionise the agriculture industry as we knew it at the time, as they knew it. But in 2023, KSH is kicking off a year-long celebration to honour a 100-year anniversary of the farm all tractor and you can be a part of it. Up in Inverell, you'll be able to become a part of a World Guinness record attempt. Go to KSH website to find out more information. But we'll talk to the product manager, Seamus McCarthy, about the mid-range and small farm all tractors, how they work for Australian farmers. Let's get into it. G'day and welcome to the Farms Advice podcast. We're continuing on within the KSH series and it's actually unreal to have it in 2023 on the podcast as well because well it's a special year for KSH and a piece of machinery pieces of machinery as well so we've got Seamus on the phone today in the studio virtual studio Seamus great to have you on the podcast mate oh thank you Jack and it's a pleasure to be here so yeah as you mentioned earlier it is a very exciting time for KSH this year uh, with the far more 100 year anniversary so uh exciting days ahead and um yeah, it should be a cracker. It's no small feat, definitely, to bring a piece of machinery right way through within that hundred years, and maybe those changes and everything that's gone on to in the developments and everything, and how that's changed the landscape of farming as we see it in Australia, but also on that global sort of playing field in the paddocks of farmers in Canada to America to England to see how it's sort of rolling out. I think it's pretty cool, and how we can sort of use these machines to. Um, improve the way that we work throughout our life as well in the different stages of our careers. So, Seamus, welcome. Before we get into a bit of farm all, what's your background and connection to agriculture and how did that lead you to your role? Uh, yeah, Jack, I've been in, uh, in the industry since my 27th year. So I'm fortunate that uh, my entire working career has been with CNH Industrial. So the first 20-odd years... Um, I was in finance, so I'm actually a, a qualified right. CPA accountant. Yep. So then after about, I don't know, uh, six years ago, I transitioned into my current product manager role, just wanted to change and love the industry, love the company, love the people. So just look for a different dynamic. And, um, yeah, I found myself into marketing, which probably suits my personality a lot as I like to engage with people. Yep. And on a personal note, um, the finance people didn't laugh as as at my jokes as much as the marketing people do, so that's personally rewarding. Um, but, yeah, so as I said, I love the industry and the people you encounter. And I'm also wanted to work with a leading ag brand like Casa H, so the ability to assist farmers and have a positive impact on their livelihood and their success is a responsibility I take seriously. Um, this drives me every day to continuously seek improvements in machine performance and hopefully to increase our technology 
footprint. So just on a personal note, um, I have a connection to agriculture. Um, my family's of Irish heritage, if you don't already know, as a, the name of Seamus McCarthy. Yep. So that um, so that connection of agriculture goes deep for our family because as Irish people, uh, we do love potatoes. <laughs> Dilly D potatoes. That's all. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. That's him. Is um, do you still have your roots over in Ireland? Have you gotten over there before? Yes, yes. I'm fortunate to be back there. So I was actually born in Australia. So um, yep. my parents emigrated out here it would have been 55 years ago. So very fortunate that they did that because um, yeah, the lifestyle we enjoy in Australia is um. Uh, yeah, second to none. So I have been fortunate enough to go back to the the, the family clan in Belfast and experience the beauty of Ireland firsthand. I was probably about, I don't know, 15 years ago. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get back again soon. So, I mean, I've got cousins and aunties and so forth over there still. So, yeah, so they're keeping the – stoking the fires for our return and, um, yeah, we'll have a Guinness one day soon. Absolutely. Yeah, the best of both, both worlds. I, I say my mum's British, so we nearly went there every year. Um, throughout school and everything, but until we have to start paying for our own flights, it wasn't the go. But anyway, thanks for coming on to the KSOH series. Enough about us and a little bit more about Farmall, your role as product manager for your mid-horsepower and compact tractors. What is this involving? Um, and tell us a little bit about the machinery that fall into this category. Okay, so yeah, so... Um... As I said, I was fortunate to work with Case H, and the the product that I'm managing that mid horsepower and compact areas is uh, so if you go through the far the Case H tractor range, yep. uh, I work from uh, Maxim down to Farmall, and Farmall being the compact area, so that covers around about 150 horsepower down. So there's a wide range of product in that area, but um, yeah, but the reason I love my job so much is because of the the diversity of tasks and the opportunities that are presented to me. Um, and the main role I see for product managers when I was trying to think about how to the thousand things I do a day, but what are the main essential parts to this role? And essentially it comes back to like the four P's of marketing principles. So that is, um, without being too cliched, like the product price promotion and placement. Yep. And when I delve into that a bit further, like product is by far the most important element of this role. So requires me to ensure that the product we offer from Case H into the Australian market continues to meet the customer needs. This is especially important given the customer needs are continuously evolving. Yeah. What a farmer needed yesterday is not the same as what they'll need tomorrow. And Case H has built its 180 years of success and our ability to not only understand today's farming needs, but also tomorrow's. And Case H is leading the technology advancement of agriculture and is extremely extremely exciting time to be involved in this industry. For price, as I said before, um, we're fortunate to have my background in finance. So this allows me to understand the nuances of correct price positioning. There's a fine line between a corporate margin and the volume and price competitive. And so this is forever present. However, I'm lucky in this regard, as it always helps in marketing when you're selling a premium product such as Case H tractors. Takes me on to promotion. Um, this is a very dynamic element. And we have a very well-skilled marketing team at KSIH, which also looks at the different platforms to promote our product and our initiatives. We want to go forth within the market at certain times. So we look at different elements of marketing and promotion and the growth in the social promotion is constantly increasing. So this is a great way for us to be connected with our customers in the greater market. Social's best attribute 
is the speed at which we can communicate to the audience our messages of information. However, we also still utilize traditional promotional methods as part of our holistic marketing approach. And then finally, we have placement. The placement of our product is secured for our professional Case IH network. So that part is pretty much taken care of for me. Another key part of my role, which I find personally rewarding, is the ability to visit field day events and speak to customers directly. This helps me understand a variety of applications and industries in which they operate their Case IH tractors, to hear their challenges and work with our global product platforms to resolve these matters. So all this keeps me busy, Jack, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I really love my job and I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am. Yeah, definitely. And you've got your staple to rely back on. Um, even as time changes, technology improves and increases. You've got your four Ps to get back into there. But an interesting transition from accounting um, and then coming away to product managing within the case IH team there. But over time, like farming practices, they're forever changing from this year to next year. There'll be different people trialing different things to see how we can improve. But how has this sort of changed the development of what what was the sort of original farm walls and what the farmers were needing to what the markets were needing and wanting? What was that? Yeah, so again, it's funny because we're fortunate, as we mentioned earlier, the Case IH is the 100-year celebration of farm wall this year. And I've been um, beneficial to be able to see some of the earlier farm wall models, like we're talking 1930 models and then, Again, this is only started in 1923, so to see kind of like working 1930 machines around in that far more um, model is yeah fascinating, and just to see how basic they were. But I could understand from how they or that far more tractor progressed from the previous version of uh, farming equipment, which was the old horse. So like it's um it's, it was very advanced in its day, but to see our far more tractors today is kind of like um yeah leaps and bounds advanced from where they initially were. And and Case H, as I mentioned earlier, is leading the way in technology development for agricultural machinery. So we see this in the high horsepower Case H tractors, and this is working its way down to the bid sizes and and also the utility tractor segments. So farmers are demanding more effective machinery to create profitability in their farming operations. Yep. Case H understands this demand, and we seek to offer fer- offer features in our tractors that make customers' operations both successful and comfortable. We're currently developing auto guidance technologies for some farm or machines, systems to create operating efficiencies. And then later this year, we're uh, excited to announce we're gonna offer telematics in our farm or JXM range. So telematics in this utility tractor will allow data such as machine operations, including fuel speed, usage, I'm sure location, as well as like other elements of geofencing and curfew capabilities. So these can all be interfaced into the Case IH portal and then that can be utilised to um, better um, have information to to change the farming practices and improve efficiencies. So farming practices also, like community sentiment, has developed in recent times to ensure the welfare of workers and farmers and oneself is recognised. Case H recognises this dynamic and strives to provide comfortable machines with features like cab suspension, air conditioning, suspension seats as standard, and this is throughout some of the farm or range. So not only looking after the farmer and their profitability, but also their mental health and making sure that they get back safely to their family each night. 
Yeah, absolutely. And dialing down on efficiencies, I think everyone's always looking to improve those one percenters that we do. Would you say, Seamus, for your product that you manage across the 150 horsepower and down from the Magnums down, would this be the most busy segment for KSOH? Because you've got the sort of mixed enterprise farmers, the ones nearing on the bigger boys for broad acre and also those smaller, let's call them hobby farmers or whatnot, getting around um, that those pieces of machinery. Do you say that's the busiest? I definitely say. So when we look at our uh, the industry in Australia, like it would be at least 60, 70% of the tractor side would be in this segment. I mean, so although KSI Hesh is very successful in the high horsepower, the market uh, opportunities arise in this below 150 horsepower segment. So we have to make sure that we are providing um, the machine needs to these numerous customers that are out there in the market because they're so diverse in their needs. Um, we look at the different industries that um, farming operates in this small horsepower. You mentioned a few of them, whether it be lifestyle, but there's also specialty, horticulture, uh, lawn care, livestock. As I said, that's a broad range of farming needs. And so to have um, our tractor machinery that um, can satisfy those farming needs across many industries and applications is why KSOH continues to be so successful. Yeah, definitely. And looking back over the farmall timeline, what would you say would be the most pivotal moment for the tractor? Would it be like getting enclosed cab? Is that sort of like the biggest sort of pivoting moment or is it a bit so like a bit sooner than that? Um, no, I, I, that was one of the big ones, but I think a cab is kind of like, yeah, really just allowed, uh, farmers to operate the machinery, uh, more comfortably, probably for longer periods as well with the comfort that goes with a cab machine. Um, but I think one of the biggest advancements that we're kind of like seeing now has probably got to do with technology. You know what I mean? So the the technology that's evolving in these machines, as I said, from even just the I mean, the comfort of having electric remotes versus mechanical remotes and auto guidance coming onto our machines to allow kind of like um yeah, the I mean the operational efficiencies that I mentioned also, I mean, telematics is going to come down and I'm sure there'll be a time when I mean in my lifetime we'll hopefully see even um, autonomous tractors in this mid-sized tractor range. Yeah, definitely. And like looking up on online, there's actually like farm all tractor groups within Facebook and other clubs. There's a farm all Like these are globally as well, but like there's some enthusiasts out there that are proper passionate about their farm all tractors and the history that comes along with it. Have you seen much of that sort of come through on your side of the desk as well, being the sort of the dealership, the manufacturer? Uh, yeah, definitely. And we've probably only even yeah, seen even more prevalence this year when we've kind of like really been seeking out these associations for involvement in our 100-year celebration of Farm All. So, and I said, some of these, they're fanatical, some of these, these kind of like collectors or operators or just in enthusiasts in general and the care that they take um, with their farm or tractor like it's probably i think they probably put more pride in their tractor than they're probably their their, their family i, I mean i, I yeah. think it's very rewarding because we understand the the history of farming and 
they I've spoken to a few about where does their love for far more carbon it's because they grew up driving these far more tractors whether it was this model or an earlier model in their farming um, history so as I said so that resonated with them from a young age and as I said the, the farm was such an iconic tractor that I think that it does allow the love affair to continue there's definitely nothing wrong with a bit of nostalgia punching through there but this time of year, you know what time it is being KSOH team behind the desk. You're dealing with more inquiries coming up to sowing season, looking for different capacities of tractors. What are producers and growers keeping in mind when it comes to machine prep and maintenance of the farm all line from that 150 horsepower down? What's the best way? Um, yeah, and I'll probably not be a bit cliche to you, Jackie, that um, machinery is machinery. And I understand the universal concept of machinery is that if you look after it, it will look after you. And the same logic applies to agricultural machinery, probably even more so, uh, because it's so important to to our farmers, kind of like uh, success. So if you maintain your machine and operate it within its capacity constraints, then it will perform its peak performance season after season. Yeah. So I would recommend that farmers ensure they book their tractors for regular scheduled maintenance, and this just gives them peace of mind and, and it will re reduces the risk of downtime, which is something we're always looking to avoid. Absolutely. And probably going out to buy two grease guns. So one, the one that you forget or leave in the paddock and then you've got the spare back home ready to go. And even going into the lines of um, battery-powered grease guns, I think they're a bit of a game changer coming up to prep and maintenance. Like we're just getting ready ourselves for planning time and having a run through and making sure our machinery is operating much better to do the prep and maintenance beforehand, isn't it? We were speaking about this on the KSOH series coming up to harvest time. That's quite heavy on with labor and machinery wise, but planning is just the same. And I think it gets left out of the highlights, I suppose, rather than what harvest is getting that crop off. Yeah, I agree. Because as I said, um, a machine that's kind of like broken or not operating is of no use to anyone. And, and so then it's really important to make sure that we have the machine operating as effectively as it can. Um, and and it's also important, Jack, to make sure that uh, I, my belief is that we should be using genuine parts and skilled labour to perform yeah. these maintenance tasks. Um, although you might take a, take a shortcut today um, it's really going to come back to bite you on the bum tomorrow so as i said try to do the best we can today to make sure that we have that longevity and efficiency of our machines is what every farmer should be striving for yeah definitely and i think a few farmers just like ourselves have learned the hard way of non-genuine parts out there as well just to get the job done and maybe even ensuring that we can stay in the paddock and get that job done at the end of the day but for the challenges that farmers are finding and facing each and every day what have they not discovered or considered even the impact of a tractor could help them with a compact tractor um yep and good question so i mentioned before like um the challenges today's farmers are facing is nothing new yep. and it's the i mean the general question is how do i get more from less so the conundrum this keeps many farmers awake at night. But case for H, we're glad that we're in the problem-solving business. So our goal is to bring to market first-class tractors with leading-edge technology. Most professional and serious farmers are most likely aware of case H's flagship tractors, such as the market-leading Steiger, but they may not be aware 
that this technology, such as GPS auto guided steering and telematics, as mentioned earlier, are now becoming available on a mid-size with utility trackers. So, as I said, so that's exciting that the um, the smaller frame tractors are getting this technology to make sure that they're operating as efficiently as our as the bigger brothers in the higher horsepower segments. So, for the compact segment, um, uh, again, this is probably the biggest. TIV in Australia. So we're talking before about under 150 horsepower, but if we look at the 0 to 60, this is 40% of the TIV in Australia. So for such a small segment, sorry, small horsepower, it's one of the biggest segments. So this goes to show the scope of tasks that the compact tractors can perform and the importance to farmers these compact tractors hold. So we see that um, there's a combination of usages for compact tractors. So some, it's the main tractor on a hobby farm and their pride and joy but also we see that it's being used as an all-rounder in a bigger operation so um the case of h farm or b range which is our compact offering um has all of these elements covered so in cab and rops and i mean it comes in a multiple or sorry uh, a choice of multiple hydraulic sorry hydrostatic or mechanical transmissions so with a suite of implements available to cover all these jobs um, you can't go wrong with a farm or bee. Absolutely. Has there been a discussion at KSH about, like we're sort of moving into, there's been that discussion, all the topic even, of having a few more, maybe even a few more tractors out in the paddock, but looking to like decrease the size and the impact of what the larger tractors are having on the ground um, and controlling that sort of factor. Is that something that's been spoken about? Yeah, and we are cognizant of that fact track. And uh, the reason that this is becoming a lot more prevalent is because of these mid-sized mid tractors are capable of performing nearly the equivalent tasks that the bigger horsepower tractors perform. Maybe not the scale and the capacities, but as I said, the technology that's involved is still is catching up. So once we can perform the similar task, and as I said, if you can, rather than having... Uh, multitude, or, sorry, a couple of uh, very big tractors. If you can have a, a multitude of smaller tractors with the same efficiencies operating around, well, then that's something better, as I said, for soil compaction and the environment, I believe. Absolutely. And being 2023 and the 100th year of the farm all, can you tell us a little bit about the history that you love about the machines? Uh, yeah, Jack, and as I said, this is probably one of the, the most... I mean, proudest things I'll do in my lifetime is being able to celebrate this significant milestone for Case H. So uh, just a bit of a history. Um, the farm tractor is an iconic symbol of farming, which fueled the growth of production of worldwide agriculture in the early 20th century. The engineering and design advances of the famous Big Red Tractor are evident in the agricultural machines of today. The vast numbers of operating farmers still working the fields and orchards decades after rolling off their assembly lines is a testament to their dependability and customer loyalty. We have five, well over 5 million farm oil tractors produced and sold around the world. And the, world, and the farm oil is perhaps the single most popular tractor line in agricultural equipment history. The farm oil legacy is attributed to a gentleman named Bert Benjamin. He was an engineer with International Harvester and identified the need for a smaller tractor capable of performing many farming tasks. He designed a new model and the farm or name was registered in July 1923. Unlike the competition at the time, the farm or tractors were lightweight and nimble with a high power to weight ratio. 
The farm will work into all situations with a series of matching implements for ploughing, cultivation, harvesting, as well as coming with a reasonable price tag. Farm all was a tractor that allowed a tremendous number of farmers to swap over their horse teams for mechanical power, helping to enable agriculture's production revolution. Farm all wasn't the first tractor, not even the first tractor from International Harvester, but it was the first tractor that was practical for all farmers. The early farm all tractors were manufactured in a nearly designed plant in Rockford, Illinois, and were grey in colour. So in 1936, International Harvester made the decision to change to the iconic red paint. So this distinguished from the grey colour of Ford previously, its main competitor, and also to make the machines more recognisable in the field. It would also be remiss of me not to mention the Australian connection with the Farmall tractors, as from 1939 to 1973, Farmall tractors were produced in the Geelong factory in Victoria. They were primary row crop models with narrow front wheels and were initially used, made, sorry, initially made using substantial quantities of imported parts. And in 1948, the first fully Australian-made tractor was produced. But over the years, there's been many model variations of the farm oil range, just as we had today. This is a strategic approach to ensure, to ensure full coverage of the many varying specifications and applications to meet farmers' machinery requirements. In the 1970s, the farm oil name was dropped from production as the new model names were implemented. However, in 2004, Casa H announced the resurrection of a legend. The farm oil name was reintroduced. With representing just under 50% of all case A sales in Australia, the farm oil range is just as significant to our farmers and dealers today as it was 100 years ago. Farm oil tractors represent an unwavering commitment to agriculture. Perhaps what, that is one of the reasons farmers identify, identify so strongly with their case H tractors, as beside themselves, there's nothing on the farm that works harder than a farm oil. Absolutely. And I was thinking like about the time when they were produced and it's probably trying to improve production as well after World War One. Um, I'm not the best historian, but I believe it was pretty close after World War One finished up for it and around the world. And then the first Aussie tractor in 1948, pretty impressive sort of turnaround and how that would have opened up Australia's agriculture coming in after, of course, the States um, in our development of agriculture as well. Yeah, and also manufacturing in Australia too. So it's unfortunate we don't have the footprint that we once did. But again, like that operation there in Geelong was very significant to the employment of um, the workforce and it gave many people the opportunity to, as I said, enjoy the success of Casa H and International Harvester at the time. So as I said, we're very proud of that legacy. Absolutely, and so you should be. But for 2023... And KSIH, what can we expect in terms of celebrating this huge milestone of what the farm hall, farm hall has achieved over this time frame? And how can people get involved? Yep. So um, the timing of this podcast is very special, Jack, because just it's Easter show time in Sydney, in New South Wales. So, And we've just uh, commenced one of the celebration events throughout Australia this year with the farm hall tractor display at the Easter show. So this will showcase both vintage and modern tractors, so uh, which allows the public to see not only the historical vintage farm or tractors that are very unique and I mean, uh, I mean, attracting to the customers or sorry, the public that comes through the display, 
Um, but just appreciate how far these machines have developed over the years with some uh, current models. Our primary celebration uh, for the 100 year celebration will be held in late July in Inverell, New South Wales. Uh, there we plan to showcase over 100 far more tractors. So we have a heavy focus on the vintage units. So this will be a once-in-a-lifetime once event. It plans to hold a street parade down Inverell's main street before moving on to a showground for a wonderful community day with plenty of fun activities planned for the whole family. We're striving for a world record attempt with the most number of farm malls to, to take place in the street parade. We are currently organising the final details, but collectors or vintage machinery clubs that are interested should keep an eye out for details on the KSH website or they can send an email to info.australia at ksah.com and we'll make sure we get in contact with them to participate. This is really your chance to see history in the making and an event not to be missed. So we'll also be looking to facilitate vintage farm or tractors displays at various field day events throughout the year. Uh, and I just hope everyone gets a chance to enjoy the legacy and future of this classical tractor range. Beautiful. There's plenty to see and do for the machines of yesterday, today and tomorrow to see what's coming on. That's that's massive, the record attempt to see how many farmers you can get in the one spot. Yeah, as I said, it's taking a, a lot of logistical uh, organisation, but it's something that, um, yeah, we're really excited about. As I said, to be a world record holder, um, I think that's going to be kudos to, to farmers as well as the KSH. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure you do a good job at it with your supply chain, the way it is, um, and how you get your equipment out to the dealers, but also for the farmers as well. But we've looked to the past of what farm all is and their history, the timeline. But what's the future of mid-horsepower and compact tractors look like? Um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, as I said, the change is kind of like developing at a, an alarming rate and we're yeah. just so excited to be uh, involved in that. So KSH, as I mentioned earlier, um, sees the future of mid-sized tractor and compact evolving at a rapid rate. And the, the, we have the technology on the high horsepower tractors. So it's a matter of time before we see this transition down into the lower horsepower models. Uh, we expect to see even further operational and performance efficiencies as KSH is constantly looking ahead and work is being done with our uh, Monarch on electrification of tractors. So again, this is a new concept that um, we're breaking ground with to ensure that um, yeah, not only the traditional diesel operation, but also the world of uh, electric batteries is now entering into the foray of tractors. Um, and I expect to see that these will be popular given the social awareness regarding your environment and also greater cost, uh, greater consideration of the total cost of ownership. And so, um, as I said before, I'd be uh, very surprised if in my time frame um, I don't see a, an autonomous mid-sized tractor. I've seen kind of like prototypes in the higher horsepower and uh, I know KSH is doing a wonderful job in that uh, arena, but um, I think it'll be something really tr wonderful to see a, a mid-sized tractor working autonomously in the field. Yeah, I think it's a bit inevitable for that to come along, whether that's a bit of a different sort of business model as well and how that works for farmers. I'm sure, yeah, it's gonna, it's coming quite soon as well. But for yourself, what what's the greatest opportunities for farmers as a result of these future de developments taking place? Yeah, so... Um, the opportunities for the future are becoming visible. So we see now auto guidance becoming a yep. standard feature and autonomous tractor around the corner. 
So the challenges farmers will face will shift from cost reduction, efficient machinery and supply of labour so that the current challenges will change to more fleet management and other farming concerns regarding weather and yield. So to take that pressure away from some of the elements that um, cause yep. angst of the farmers, we'll be able to solve that with, as I said, efficient autonomous technology to give them time to focus on other elements of farming. So the machinery challenges will be reduced and this will allow farmers to focus on their efforts of the remaining 999 tasks they need to perform each day. Yeah, definitely. I think making that all seamless um, so we don't have to pick up the pieces of all the different elements and they can sort of just all talk to each other. But Exactly. Seamus, within the last 40 minutes or so, we've gotten a little bit of a download of the time frame of the farm walls and the huge milestone of what it actually is to get it to 100 years and to actually celebrate it. And I think you've got a, a cracking year coming ahead, and especially up in July around Inverell. I'll be keen to get up there as well. But for this episode, what would be your one piece of farm's advice you'd like those to take away from the farm all history? But all uh, the yep. So I'll hold you to that, Jack. So I will hold a tractor seat for you, mate, because really? as I said, we, we need drivers for this event. So hopefully you can... Uh, participate and be part of the, the world record attempt. So, um, yeah, when I was thinking about um, this, what the takeaway would be, so I understand, as I said, the exceptional kind of like um, event that's planned for the 100 years. I think the greater kind of like, because, I mean, we have to look uh, at a more wider scale. So the agricultural landscape is changing at a rapid rate. And so Cascades will continue to lead and support farmers the machinery required to perform the task of tomorrow, but today they'll be able to do that. So the growing range of machines that offer technological features such as standard, uh, we just want to reassure that KSH machines will help you get the most from your, your, from your land and your operation. So my advice is to lean in and embrace this change, and you'll see how pleasantly you're surprised you'll be with how technology and the information and data that can be sourced from your machine can influence positive change in your farming success. So some people are fearful of change and just want to do the way they've done it yesterday, but I think we've got to get on the train because technology is around us everywhere and it's only going to make our life and farming practices um, easier and more profitable. So that's my advice for um, farmers today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on the FarmsWise podcast and also on the KSOH series. Seamus, great to have you and your expertise on board as a product manager because it's not every day that you get to hear about the in, ins and outs of what happens as a product manager within a huge manufacturer for Australian farmers and what it's doing for farming in Australia as well. So thanks for coming on board. No, it was my pleasure, Jack, and thank you for the time again and the opportunity to discuss. I mean, as I said, I'm very passionate about KSOH and farming, farming product as well. And again, I just hope that, um, yeah, uh, we can help our farmers do, during their daily tasks, as I said, to make their life easier as well. So That's thank what it's you. All, all about. So I'll get a few of those links and I'll drop them in the show notes so that you can find out a little bit about the milestones happening here on the KSOH series, but also what they're doing with Farm All this year. Thanks, Seamus. No worries. Cheers, Jack. Take care. This Farms Advice episode does not stop here. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and even join our Facebook group.
Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag farmsadvice to your mates. If you can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, that will let other farmers find us too. But until then, see you next Tuesday. <laughs>